0: Welcome to the In All Jest podcast. I'm Daryl, your host, and each week I take you on a hero's journey. I leave my safe, normal world and face many obstacles on my quest to publish not just one, but six epic fantasy novels. I hope you'll come along for the ride. You can find out more information at kingdarrylcom forward slash podcast. This is a narration episode. Talandra Mother, can you hear me? Mother! Talandra cautiously opened her eyes and could see Biantic standing with Milfred beside her bed. Good, you're back with us. Dear Thenas, you gave us such a scare when you collapsed. I think I banged my head, she whispered, reaching up to the sore spot behind her right ear. When you fell off the chair, you cracked your head heavily on the floor. Where are the others? We suspended the meeting. We'll finish it off later. They're all downstairs waiting for you to wake up. How did I get? Lionel, Milfred and I carried you here. You've been out for quite some time. We were all becoming concerned. Can I get you a drink, mother? Milfred asked. She gently shook her head sideways as she remembered hearing the name passing down the whistle. Tears formed in her eyes and ran down her cheek. What is it, Talandra? Closing her eyes, she gasped for breath, feeling the wrench of her heart, and dropped her head into her hands. Are you okay? Biantic sounded concerned. It took her a minute to compose herself enough to talk. We lost Ashantha. He's gone. The connection Mother Folly had with Ashantha was strong after a lifetime working together. The magical connection she had to her jesters was like an ethereal cord that snapped back at her when it was broken. It had only happened once before in her role leading their society, but each time it had hit her hard. Badash, he wasn't sick. I thought he was gone away, Milfred appeared, perplexed by the news. We only just found him, Mother. I think you're confused. Bientik looked at her as if Telandra was suffering from her head knock. The whistle, Bee! That's how I know. You heard it? Yes. That happens when one of us passes and I hear their name on it. It's the most horrible way to find out. I will tell the others. They will want to know what happened. I don't know what happened. I'd say this is what's been behind my odd mood the last few days. He must have been very unwell and I was feeling his life slipping away. If only I'd known. She gazed across the room and out at the darkness of the early evening, her head still rattled by the effects of the connection breaking and banging it on the ground. Talandra nodded. I must find out what happened. I need to follow his trail. Is that such a good idea after your head knock? Biantic asked. It's draining enough at the best of times. I need to do this, B. I I will be fine. Talandra would need to compose herself to reach back out to his majamig, the last trace of his spirit, and she needed to do it soon. There was always a trace that hung about for a brief period after a death. If she did it straight away, she could connect to that and didn't need to use another life force. There were many things she could learn by touching his trace. She started to calm her breathing and bring her mind fully back into the room, focusing on her present space. Milford trimmed the candles so that there was only a small amount of light in the room. I'll wait outside in case you need me. He and Biantic left the room. Talandra made herself comfortable and drew her focus to the centre of her forehead. Within a minute she found herself in what they called the void. She brought Ashantha's face to mine and began to seek out the trail. The signal was weak and she was glad she hadn't left it any longer, as it would soon expire. He must have been very weak when he passed, she thought. It was very dark in the space where she found his body. It was barely visible to the naked eye, but his form left other traces that Talandra could see. Her face tightened as she observed what she could. As her view improved, she could see what looked to be a cave of some sort. Ashantha appeared to have taken several sword blows to his middle and had died bleeding out. He was very thin, a shell of his former self. The toll of the mission had obviously been hard on him. Talandra felt anguish from seeing how he had died and at losing such a good friend, coupled with guilt at having sent him to that fate. The telltale lines were showing around his face. When one of their kind died, The mask that they took on during the audition peeled off and retained the look of its wearer. No one else knew of this and even the students were not privy to the knowledge that they stored the old masks in the map room. Her pain at seeing Ashanta's dead body had distracted her from her task. She scanned his surroundings looking for any other clues as to where he was. Lying beside him on the ground was what looked like his journal. A quill lay beside it which she hoped meant he had been writing down what had happened to him in Endirk. She became cautious when she sensed another person in the cave. She wasn't sure if others could sense her when she did this, nor what it might mean if they did. She drew in a few breaths and scanned the rest of the cave, looking for the other presence. At the back of the cavern, she saw another body slumped against the wall. There was little Talandra could see of the person. They were huddled in on themselves as if sleeping. Carefully pulling back to not alert whoever was there, Talandra retreated from the cave and brought her mind back to the void and then into her room. As she closed the connection, she realised she'd been holding her breath at the end, unsure of who the other person in the cave was. The only other time she'd done this before had been emotional but uneventful. She had observed a body and could confirm the passing. But this was different. Now she had more questions than answers. She was most concerned about why he had not contacted her since his arrival back on Daratan. That was most unlike him. What had happened on his mission over the water? His journal would be the only way they could find out now. Whoever that stranger was, they could not be left with his things. Those items needed to be retrieved. And maybe whoever it was, could provide important information about what had happened. Talandra would like to speak to them very much. Oh, poor dear Asantha, she whimpered. After a couple more breaths, she rose, cautiously walked over and opened the door. Milfred, are the others still here? Yes, m- mother. Help me downstairs, please. We'll need to get back to the map room. There's much to discuss. Is that such a good idea? You look wary. I'm fine. It needs to happen. There's nothing that can be done about it. This changes everything. We'll need firewood for the map room as well. I think it's going to be a long night. I'll arrange it, mother. He held her arm as they made their way down the stairs to the main room below. Then he grabbed his coat as he swung the wooden door open and stepped out into the dark, cool evening. Talandra. The room seemed darker despite the added firelight. Talandra felt a chill that was deeper than the coolness of the room, and she knew it was the loss of Ashantha that lay deep in her heart. Everyone was waiting on her. They had all expressed their concern about continuing so soon after what had happened, though she assured them she was fine. They still had much of their other business to cover, but the death of one of their own raised a new task that had to be handled quickly. So you are all aware that Ashantra has passed? Each of them nodded somberly. There appear to be some unusual circumstances involved, she added. Lionel looked about the table as he lit and puffed his pipe. What do you know? He directed the question to her. It happened while we were meeting, as you are aware. What you didn't know was that I had been sensing something out of the sorts for the last few days, but had no inkling of what it was. I put it down to some type of mood. It caught me by surprise when the whistle arrived. Talandra felt giddy again. She braced her left arm on the table and breathed in and out a few times until it passed. No one at the table commented, although she could see concern on several of their faces. We have the light to indicate roughly where he was. It seems he was in the middle of Malamik. He was in a cave but I can only assume he had not been on the mainland long, as I've had no messages or word from him at all. That is what bothers me the most. Yes, yes, Biantic murmured back at her. He was always one to talk a lot if he could. How odd. She was the youngest of the current court, her ascension into the court having been only four years before. Was he ill? Lionel queried, sitting back in his chair. I believe not. I was able to sense that he'd been killed by the blade of a sword, There were several cuts to his midriff that looked fatal, and he appeared to have bled out in the cave where I located him. The others all gasped out loud. It was the same thing that had shocked Talandra, that one of their own had been violently killed. They were used to the occasional passing from within their family, but normally it was age or illness, not violence. I can't be sure of the true cause, but it worries me given his mission. There is more, though, and I'm unsure what it means, Talandra continued. There was another body in the cave where I found his trail. It appeared to be alive, but I couldn't latch onto it without giving myself away. From what I could tell, they may have been asleep or injured. There was an unusual presence surrounding this person, but I couldn't determine what it was. I know not whether they were the killer or whether they were a companion. I can't imagine he had that much that anyone would want to take from him. He looked very bedraggled. The five members of the court sat in silence. Talandra rubbed at her temple, knowing it had been she who had sent him on his mission and in all probability brought about his death. The image of him lying gaunt and bedraggled in a remote cave, dying without reason or result, sat heavily on her heart. Biantic broke the silence. Murdered? This is quite odd, especially for one as talented as Ash. There must be more to it. It seems so unlikely for him to be bested by just one individual. I know, I know, Biantic. That's my immediate thought as well. And the other body was not big. Scrying like this only shows a small part of what happened. I can only tell you what I could sense or see there. He is gone, though. There was no mistaking that. Lionel inhaled deeply and coughed several times. I'm as sorry as any for the loss of one of us, Mother. There is, however the matter of his mission that lies unanswered now. I assume we all believe he made it to Endirk. With him passing without reporting in, it leaves us without any of the information we sought when you decided to send him there. We, Lionel, it was all of us that decided, Mother replied forcefully. The council voted, Lionel. You're being petty if you blame it all on Mother, Junther crossly added. Perhaps, but you know I was not for it. Perhaps Thule and I were correct after all. Lionel's eyes narrowed as he looked down his pipe. Talandra could feel anger welling up in her, but she knew that was much because she partly agreed with him. What point is there in us voting if we can't live by the decision? It was a majority decision. I do not feel good about what has happened, but perhaps, Lionel, you should consider the other side. Which is? That what we sent him there to uncover was more valid than ever. If he was killed so soon after returning, then it's highly possible that what he uncovered in Endurk was worth, worth killing over. Have you considered that? And if that was the case, then his trip was even more important and timely than we'd considered when we sent him. The room had gone quiet. Talandra looked around at everyone. They seemed a little unsettled by her tone. It was rare she ever raised her voice to her colleagues. She was definitely feeling sensitive to what had just happened. Lionel coughed again, his tone much gentler. I had not considered that point of view. Can we look forward and not backwards? How do we find out what actually happened? Added Biantic, who had been quiet while they crossed words. There was one thing I saw that might offer us hope. He had his journal with him, and it looked as though he may have been writing in it. A quill lay beside it. What of this other person? Were they a dirk? That I couldn't tell, Thule, sorry. I'd suggest they weren't, but I only got a fleeting look at them. That means we have an even bigger problem, Talandra, Thule continued. Such as? Talandra asked. Well, this person may well have acknowledged that we need. Also, they're about to learn what happens when one of us dies, the shedding of the mask. Talandra sat back in the chair. She hadn't realized how hunched over on the table she had become. She tilted her head to the left to stretch her neck before straightening it. The worst part of it is that if they put on the mask, it will wipe any knowledge they have that Ashantha might have shared. What do you mean? Biander gasped. That's the curse of the mask, B. Well, you know what happens during the audition and the risk anyone takes when taking that test. Where a trainee loses their mind if the audition fails, a normal person untrained for such a test has their mind blanked if they happen to put on a mask. Oh, my thinness, she explained. Sorry, I forget there are some things you may still not have learned yet. We need to collect these things quickly, then, Lionel sounded equally concerned. He turned to look at the part of the table map showing Malamek. Who is that around Needle? That can only be Goran, Juntha grumbled. Your favourite person, Lionel chuckled. What is he doing near there? Surely Nordal still has a bounty on his head. That will last for as long as Nordal lives. Goran's always been a risk-taker, and if he's back in Nidor, then he's playing with fire. Maybe he has a death wish. We all know your views on Goran, Juntha. There's Clanachan and Nahiri, but the likelihood he could leave for an extended period is low. It would mean him giving up the position. We know how long it took to have someone in Vika's entourage. I'd not give that up easily. Hallandale? Lionel asked. Last I checked, she was on the road or in Kamasa. We would have a lot of difficulty getting her out. And it's a long distance north from there, Biantic answered. We have few realistic options. Even then, it would take Goran the best part of a week or more to get there, Talanda replied. I find it so frustrating that we can communicate between each other, but have no way to easily communicate to the rest of our network. Surely we have a trustworthy keeper up that way we could send out. Yes, Tule, I know. I've been trying to find ways to use the tokens, but for now only those wearing a mask can speak to each other. Unfortunately, as it's a mask we're wanting collected, I'd be very reluctant to put anyone else at risk. This could get messy fast, mother. If there's a mask out in the open and his journal, there's a lot of knowledge we don't want others to discover. We must act with haste, Toule's tone expressed her concern. Is Gora not a risk as well? Junta spoke up again. The reason he's acting as a courier is because of the mess he made with Nildal and Nidor. He set back our plans years and I don't believe he's shown any remorse for it. Seeing him back near Nidor reinforces he's dangerous to us. How on earth did we ever let him sit the audition? Junta, he's one of us whether you like it or not. The mask accepted him and that can't be undone. You know that as well as I do." Delandra's voice was again raised. You always had a soft spot for a mother. It doesn't mean I have to agree. In my mind, he should be back here where we can watch over him. Then what, Juntha? We'd have one less of us on the circuit. Or are you offering to take up a spot again to keep balancing our numbers? Lionel stared across the table at his friend. We all can't be based here in Anderwell. You know that as well as any of us. Juntha grunted back at him but said nothing else. Everyone, this isn't helping us. Can we debate Goran's future another time? Do you agree that he's probably our only choice at this time? Talandra asked. Everyone nodded, Junta and Tule a little reluctantly. Talandra noticed, but at least they all agreed. Decided. I'm unsure how he's going to Lakota, but I'll need to see what I can discover first. There might be a way I can help, but I will need to think on it. I will let him know what's at stake for him as well as all of us. Perhaps that might get him focused on what his role is. Much as my head hurts from all of us arguing and the bang to it, we need to press on with the rest of our business. Where did we get to before the whistle arrived? Thanks for listening to this chapter of the In All Jest podcast. For the show notes and more about this podcast, visit Kingdarrell.com forward slash podcast. You can contact me through that site and find me on Twitter at I Reckon. If you enjoy the show, please tell others, share my posts, and review it on your favorite podcast platform. Till next time.